and welcome to Fandom Fever, the only show where when I can't think of a tagline, I say random things until something happens. Barble Smarvel Flap. Here today we have our three normal contestants. We've got Kurt. We've got me, David. Yeah. And we've got Andrew. Hey guys, how you doing? Wonderful. So, just before we start, a quick reminder, if you have any questions that you would like to ask us, uh, we have our Twitter, at BlueBandFilms. How you guys doing? We're going to start off today with uh, talking about the DC Universe. We have some new news on Justice League. On the screen right now, you can see the new logo. One of the nice things is it's actually just called Justice League. It's not called Justice League Dawn of Justice or... <laughs> Justice League. The Justicing Commence continues. No, 75% more justice than the next leading brand. <laughs> <laughs> Cures 99.9% .9 of unjustice. Apparently, Batman's going to have plus five humanity. In other words, he's going to be a lighter character. He, Hopefully, he won't be going around killing people uh, like he did in Batman v Superman. Should yeah. not need to be said. Batman, don't kill people this time. Uh, you know what I don't like about the Justice League logo, to be honest? I think it's a little bit bland. Just Justice League in sort of blocky text with the star thing sort of happening in, in it. They do have some time. They have time. You know, to... Fancy it up. When I first saw it, I thought it looked like a cartoon, like animated series logo. Yeah, yeah, you can see that. They have had a lot of Justice League logos, though, for <laughs> animated series. Uh, we have confirmed that the main villain is going to be Steppenwolf, the uncle of Darkseid. <laughs> that sounds like an uncle name. <laughs> Steppenwolf. Oh, oh, so we're fighting Uncle Steppenwolf. Uh, Steppenwolf. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he'll be coming to the local concert hall in, uh, what, about six months? Who? For a union tour. What? Ste Steppenwolf? Just nod and say yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes, I agree. Uh <laughs> so, uh, confirmed for Justice League, we have Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Cyborg, Flash, and TM. hopefully Superman. Uh, it's no longer a two-parter. Yeah, it's no longer a two-part. Each film is going to be standalone. Now we can get down to the cool part. We have a synopsis for the film. Oh, and this, this was brought to us by... Collider. Okay, Collider, thank you very much. Fueled by his restored faith in humanity and inspired by Superman's selfless act, Dun. Bruce Wayne enlists the help of his newfound ally, Diana Prince, Shing. to face an even greater enemy. Dun, dun, dun. Together, Batman TM and Wonder Woman TM work quickly to find and recruit a team of metahumans to stand against this newly awakened threat. Dun, dun, dun. But despite the formation of this unprecedented League of Heroes, <laughs> Batman TM, Wonder Woman TM, Aquaman TM, Cyborg TM, and The Flash TM. It may already be too late to save the planet from an assault of catastrophic proportions, TM. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, hopefully this film is actually going to be really good, and uh, I have a consistent plot. Hopefully. I, I definitely believe in Jeff Johns that it's going to make it lighter, and he's going to bring hope back into the series. That's what we all want. I mean, if, if they... It doesn't have to be... We, we don't want it to be kitty. We don't want it to be super light, but we want that balance. We That's what Marvel has. They have balance. We mm -hmm. just... It just needs to have a little bit more comedy injected into it, and lightness, I think, makes it more relatable and just makes it better. You see, uh, when Deadpool came out, everyone was saying, oh, Deadpool's out, now things are gonna get crazy dark and R-rated and mature, and I'm like, 
yeah, for the first, like, movie or two, then they're gonna go back to actually trying to be good. Because they're, they, they're, they realized the dark, extremely gritty thing is dumb, and it doesn't work. Because that's not what people want. Uh, people don't want extreme grim darkness. So, uh, moving on. Still staying in D the DC universe, right. we have Supergirl on the CW. Uh, Linda Carter has been confirmed. She is the original Wonder Woman, and she is going to be to play a president um, in season two. And she's the Wonder Woman from three seasons uh, of the Wonder Woman show from the 70s. There's a Wonder Woman show in the 70s? Yeah, yes. it actually was pretty decent. Cool. Yeah, she, for a lot of people, she is one of the definitive superheroes. Linda Carter's version of it. Yeah. Is Wonder Woman an alien? It depends on how they're going. There was some talk that all of the metahumans, all of the superpower beings in this, were all going to be ancient Kryptonians. <laughs> Why? If you fly, you're Kryptonian. Single point of origin, you know, makes things easier on the moviegoer. Okay. Moving on to other movies that involve flying aliens. Independence Day Resurgence. It's got the returning cast of Jeff Goldblum uh, and David Levinson. Wait, as David Levinson, sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy who hacked the mothership. In the you know who Jeff Goldblum is. Uh, we've got... Whoa, what? How? You... Yeah, I've been wondering this one too. Brent Spiner is Dr. Okun, who seemed to be quite dead after the last one. Was he, okay, was he the one who got, like, choked out, or was he... Yeah, like... he was the translator. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was dead. Yeah. Like, is How that is glass he... bulletproof? No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How, how is he alive? Or, how is he even, maybe it's flashbacks? Maybe it's flashbacks. I don't think so. Because I don't think that Independence Day ever told its audience that it wanted to be the most make-sense series ever. It's just like, just go with it. Just go with it. It's Independence Day. You're not supposed to take it that seriously. Then we got uh, Judd Hirsch as Julius Levinson, the father of Jeff Goldblum's character. And we've got Vivica A. Fox as Jasmine Dubro, wife of Will Smith's character. Uh, Will Smith is not returning, which is very strange. Uh, also, Vivica A. Fox is coming to Independence Day Resurgence from such hits as Kill Bill all those years ago, and more recently, Cool Cat Saves the Kids. Uh, also, uh, Bill Pullman, the former President Whitmore. Who is, to this day, still one of the best movie presidents of all time. He gave, he's the one who gave the, like, Independence Day speech at, in the movie. And, as you referenced before, he's the one who's like, is this glass bulletproof? No. <laughs> Anyone else notice that Judd Hirsch does not look like he aged a day? No, he's been the same for the past 20 years. He is. He is 25 immortal. However many years it's been. Has it really been 25? Well, we all just got really old. Wait, um, 25 no, 20, since... Because um, I saw the first Independence Day on a bus going to Chicago on a band trip. Uh, that's... Wow. Independence Day was old. Why isn't Will Smith coming back? Because uh, probably because he's busy Smith. shooting stuff in, uh, in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Bad timing. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's some new cast. We got William Fitcher, Fitchner as General Adams. Liam Hemsworth as Jake Morrison, the hotshot pilot lead role. Uh, and Jesse Usher as Dylan Hiller, the son of Will Smith's character. Because if Will Smith's character is not going to show up, then we're going to bring in all of his extremely close relatives that aren't actually his extremely close relatives. Then we got Travis Tope as some guy named Charlie. Micah Monroe as Mae Whitman. 
uh, the daughter of former President Whitmore. And then we got Celia Ward as President Lanford, Deobia Opare as Dikembe, an Oxford-educated son of an African warlord. And the release date is June 24th, 2016. He has got a gigantic axe in his uh, press picture. Does he? <laughs> yeah. That is amazing. So are we, uh, we going to go see this movie? I'm going to go see it. This definitely feels like it has to be one of those ones that you have to see in the theater. Uh, the bigger, the better. And if it's anything like the original was, as far as the effects go, I mean, I honestly, I don't think they're going to go for the same level of practical budget. Because this was the movie that blew up, like, what, two sixth-scale White Houses? Yeah. <laughs> but they ended up making so many different effects improvements just for what they were doing. I mean, fire does not go horizontally. So they built an entire set on a wall and lit the thing on fire so they could get the shot that they wanted. Well, you know what that tells us? That we're going to get to see the White House blow up for the second time. In 3D! This time I think they're sucking up London. Oh, okay. London, no! You have all the best comedians! Uh, Name two. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, continuing through the same type of sci-fi movie stuff, uh, we are talking about the Stargate movie trilogy. Now, this is something that's been really annoying me. They started this talk of this... About a year ago, the same basic concept, and it's coming around again due to Independence Day. Uh, this is not following the TV series. You know, SG-1 of Stargate, uh, for the first series that had MacGyver in there, uh, then they had the follow-up Atlantis, then they had another spin-off of Stargate U- Universe. You're talking about an enormous amount of backstory that's just going to be thrown completely out the window. So this is a full reboot. Back to the beginning, they're going to redo the first movie and then make two more after that. They have the original team returning, the guys that wrote the first one. Uh, we have Roland Emmerich, who's from Independence Day. Um, Day after tomorrow, Godzilla, he seems to like stuff that goes boom. <laughs> and then we have uh, Dean Devlin, which was also in Independence Day. And he also did uh, Leverage and Librarians, which honestly are two of my favorite TV series. Which I realize I probably say that a lot. <laughs> but. I actually, I actually have not even seen Stargate. I'm going to be honest, like any of them. What about you, Andrew? Stargate. Yeah. Uh, well, my father was a huge, huge Stargate fan, so mm. I've only seen it through him. I literally don't remember it whatsoever. But what is I, a Stargate? It's like this interdimensional thing that you walk through. The guy who hasn't really seen much Stargate is explain a Stargate. <laughs> right. Okay. Do you know that thing that they have for Lego Dimensions? You know, the yeah. portal that you jump through and go through different stuff? Is that a Stargate? That is a Stargate. Oh, wow. Lots of... Is it actually a Stargate, though? No, it, it is legally distinct from a Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> legally distinct from a Stargate TM. <laughs> so, uh, but they are taking certain ideas. You know, they're, they're kind of pulling the Star Wars thing where certain concepts are coming in from the outside, uh, specifically revolving around team size. Because the TV series usually had quite a larger cast. They had larger teams going to different areas. And some of the people in the original movie did make the jump to the TV series, but they're probably not going back. Uh, Like the movie, Kurt Russell was uh, Colonel Jack O'Neill. James Spader was Dr. uh, Daniel Daniel Jackson. But the characters will be coming back, but not the actors. So That that stinks, because those are some really great actors. Right, but at the time... 
they were in their prime 20 years on trying to do something that's going to be the current level of action movie that's going to be difficult so would you recommend stargate i am royally torn on this sg1 is a really good series atlantis is very good universe it suffered from battlestar syndrome it was the same thing that we had before where all of a sudden hey we discovered brood cells so we got to make this super dark and they forgot what made the series good i mean it was it was a light series. It was something like, yes, there are baddies out there, you know, but they're not unbeatable. We can actually do this. This is not going to be something that's going to make us go through the ringer and forget why we're trying to survive anyway. So it's just, yes to the TV series, yes to the original movie, because honestly, the first one does make a good pilot. It, everything that happened in the movie happens in the chronology for the TV series. You know, so that is good, as long as you don't mind people completely changing what they look like <laughs> but yeah i would say at least give it a shot now the one thing about the movies so far is that this is still in the concept stages so there is no release date just yet but you can count on that if independence day does well and there's no reason why it won't this is going to come out soon after okay well uh moving on to the next topic we have go go power rangers do 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 go go power rangers and now we're off the air so in the new power rangers movie that we're getting that i think Somewhere there are fans for this property. Power Rangers! Right uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad, one of the best actors in Hollywood today, in my opinion, uh, is going to be playing Zordon. Zordon died in Turbo, didn't he? Well, this is back at the beginning. If Rita's well, in there, this is the beginning beginning. I mean, yeah, this is... like I, I'm pretty sure this is a re... Well, quote-unquote reboot. But, uh, like, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, in the original series, didn't Zordon die in Turbo? I, that I don't remember. I only saw bits and pieces. I've been following Star... Not Star Wars. I have been following Star Wars a lot, but I've also been following Power Rangers way more than any 19-year-old should. Star Wars, Power Rangers, what's don't the... Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm totally joking. Don't send me your hate mail. Don't kill me. Moving on. Be sure to okay. send your hate mail, too, at Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say at David. No, there's plenty of hate mail already coming to you. you got to spread the wealth here. My at David page is ruined. So, uh... Fan petition for... Yeah, we have a fan petition for Aaron Paul to be cast as Alpha 5. Which would be very interesting. And a very different sort of Power Rangers. Like, yeah. okay, guys, we're broke. We need people to go out there and distribute our stuff. <laughs> I'll be honest, uh... So far, uh, Power Rangers, they have... Like, in the original, like, or I shouldn't say original, in the television show, mm -hmm. they've been getting much more clever. I'm very excited for the movie, because honestly, one of the newer, like, series' jokes was, like, some Power Rangers were surrounded by some bad guys, and one of them asks, how do we know who to fight? The other one's just like, uh, hit anybody who doesn't have a primary color. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're clever. That's if it's, good. If it's the same people doing that, or if it's the same, like, feel as that, I'm gonna be happy. So the currently confirmed main cast is Elizabeth Banks uh, from Lego Movie, uh, Hunger Games, Pitch Perfect. is playing Rita Repulsa. 
And her character design looks nothing like her. I mean, she looks like she belongs in the new Star Trek movie, to be honest. I mean, her last name is Repulsa. They have to be a little bit crazy with her, right? Like, they have to be a little bit kooky. I haven't eh. seen her. I haven't seen the new one. Okay. So then we have Naomi Scott from Terra Nova and The Martian, and she's playing Kimberly the Pink Ranger. We have Becky G, songwriter and performer um, from Hotel Transylvania, Transylvania, and Smurfs 2, because Smurfs 2. Uh, and she's playing Trini, uh, the Yellow Ranger. We have RJ Siler from Me and Earl and the Dying Girl, and he's playing Billy, the Blue Ranger. Have you guys seen the movie? What movie? No. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Nope. Nope. Okay, okay I'm glad that's the same. <laughs> <laughs> Ludy Lynn from Monster Hunt, and he's Zack the Black Ranger. Decree Montgomery. 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 You can do it. <laughs> uh, uh, he's from Beatran the Terrible, and he's Jason the Red Ranger. Uh, anyone else here not heard of Beatran the Terrible? I nope. honestly have not heard of that before. <laughs> okay. I heard that it was terrible. <laughs> so uh, You have th- to have your pinky up for that. Aww. Uh, so this film will be coming out March 24th, 2017. So, my only question about the suits is that it doesn't seem like they're an evolution of the previous movies, since the the last time they did a Power Rangers movie. Uh, given the fact that the last time they did a Power Rangers movie, it they the new suits looked very similar to the old ones. Uh, yes. <laughs> it, it, they definitely look cool. Fun fact about uh, the old original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers suits... The reason why the Yellow Ranger didn't have a skirt was because in the Japanese version... She was a guy. Yellow Ranger was a dude. So, that's sort of weird to think about. It's kind of interesting, though, that they're going with the American style on this. I mean, they're going with the same naming convention. They're going with the same basic makeup. Uh, They are changing around some of the characters, you know, just to try and broaden it out. But, I don't know. What do you guys think? Is this going to be something that you go see? I mean, I... Go, go, Power Rangers! That's just that question. <laughs> do, 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 do. I mean, it's, it's still almost a year until it comes out, so... I've never been a fan of the Power Rangers, if I'm being honest. And at least from the concept art that I've seen so far of what the characters are going to look like, they almost kind of look like Iron Man suits. Like They have like the arc reactors on them a little bit. No, uh, no offense to anyone who likes... Ninja Turtles, It uh, film is subjective. You can like it if you want, but personally, I don't like the Ninja Turtles, and this could kind of go in that same path. I just, if they can give me a dramatic, good story um, that tells this story right, then yeah, I mean, anything can be good. The Lego movie was great. Well, I'm just going to have to wait and see to see if this is something that I would want to recommend to people. Fun fact. Uh, the Power Rangers actually crossed over with the Ninja Turtles before. It actually happened. They so did Batman. Ninja Turtles? Yep. There's a Batman Ninja Turtles crossover was comic. That a comic. Yeah. Yep. And they sense. crossed over with themselves three times. Yes. In fact, that was the perfect way to end the 2003 series, because it was digressing too much. Okay. All right. So back to Transformers again. According to Joe Blow, they had a massive dump of information earlier this week uh it looks like instead of the theory that we had before that 
it was going to end up being something related to ROM. I mean, it still could be, but that doesn't sound like the way they're going. Uh, it's going to be very Arthurian, you know, very King Arthur and Knights of the Round Table style thing. Um, at the end of the last movie, Optimus returned to Cybertron. He had the legendary knights, the Dinobots, with him. And he arrives at Cybertron to find it that it's a barren world. You know, it's dead. But there is a way to revive it. And apparently this was in the hands of Merlin. You know, the wizard of Camelot. So... What? So this time... I sit... There must have been a major improvement in the tax refunds or something for films over the past couple of years in England, because we are getting so many British movies right now. Best British comedians. Name two. No. <laughs> so, we are going to have British Transformers this time. Uh, the ones that have been confirmed so far are The Creator, who is Anthony Hopkins, apparently. Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been cast, but we don't exactly know what he's being yet, but considering... The way that they're going on about this character, he's likely going to be him. There's also Cogman, who is an Aston Martin, and Squeaks, which is a Vespa scooter. Oh my, <laughs> Vespa. That's amazing. Yeah, it's going to end up getting blown over in light breezes. <laughs> uh, so the idea now is that the sword that is in the logo is going to be Excalibur. Just because if you're going to bring in that style of things... You're going to bring in a massive, iconic sword. That is the one you're going to do if you're doing that topic. So, are they going back in time or something? What's happened? How are they getting... What? Well, the thing is, they already did that storyline. What? When? What? Okay, in Gen 1, okay? Okay. And this is 1984's type stuff here. Gotcha. There was an episode called A Decepticon Raider in King Arthur's Court. Okay. Where King Arthur is jousting on top of a tank. Oh. Oh, that's... Okay. And in case anybody doesn't believe us, this was Generation 1, Season 2, Episode 22. <laughs> okay, so you can go check it out yourselves. Wikipedia it. I'm sure TF Wiki has something on this. And again, the release date for this is actually in about a year. June 23rd, 2017. They're pumping these things out fast. Mm. Yeah, trying to ramp it up while they still can. And speaking of the next one being ramped out pretty soon, uh, Fast and Furious 8. You did uh, that on purpose. <laughs> hey, we've got to get better at these, you know, segues. Just say words, and eventually you'll just transition naturally. Why, why are you, uh, <laughs> why are you hating on him? He actually did a good transition there. It was a pun. No pun is allowed. Anyway, Fast and Furious Eight. So, um, Dame Ellen Mirren, you know, which you guys probably saw in the Red movies, among way too many movies that she's made. She's in Fast and Furious 8. I, mean, I guess she's been campaigning for this for the last two years, and she finally got into it. Nobody knows what she's going to be, but she wants to drive her own cars very fast and shoot stuff. Well, that is the movie to do it in. My question, though, is didn't they end it with 7? Didn't they say that was the end after What's-His-Face died? No, um, they expressly said that 7 was the start of a trilogy. Oh, did they? Yeah, so they're, they're going through 9. And then it sounds like once they reach 10, they're going to do a reboot. Got it. Okay. Wow. So, right. moving on to Indiana Jones news. Uh, Steven Spielberg has confirmed that the next movie coming out soon uh, is not going to kill off Harrison Ford, at least for now. Oh. But there was a Disney CEO that came out earlier today, and we, we were talking about this earlier today, that they said that, yes, they're doing fine with Harrison Ford, 
but they're not sure where they're going to go from there, whether it's going to be a reboot or... They, they use the word continuum, where they're going to be having... They want to try and have the combination of Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford involved in the movies somehow, but they're not sure if that's going to be a soft reboot, if it's going to be a full reboot, if they're just going to continue it on with somebody else and try and do the handoff like they tried to do with Ford that failed miserably. <laughs> um, and the, the end of that movie did not happen. So let's just let it out right. The end of the movie did not happen. But anyway, uh, yes, they're going to make more Indiana Jones movies. They don't know how yet. Is he going to, like, survive a nuclear explosion with a refrigerator again? No, he's going to end up on another planet in a refrigerator. Oh, good. And he will survive using refrigerator power. Mm-hmm. He will the... use the coolant system to mix... Propel himself. Yeah, to propel himself through space. For the power of refrigerator. And, and, then, and then he'll come back down onto Earth using that same coolant system. It'll keep him cool as, like, as the force of, like, coming into the stratosphere burns the entire rest of the refrigerator. But he'll be fine because he's Indiana Jones and he's smart and knows that. And him and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger from Batman and Robin will end up doing a buddy movie together as Mr. Freeze and the guy with the frozen hand. Boom. And, and then they swing through the forest with the monkeys. Oof. Boom. Sounds like a good movie to me. Let's make it right now. Got it. All right. Goodbye. Right. That was fun. Okay. I'm right. Well, something down. that we hope is going to be good is Samurai Jack. And this started coming around, I think, what, last year again? That... That was, Jack was coming back. Jack is back. Mm-hmm. Back again. Gotta get back. Yes, he's back. Tell a friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Gendy Tartakovsky had a presentation uh, not too long ago here, and he gave some information about the show. It's going to be ten episodes long this time, but it's going to be like a five-hour movie, he mentioned. So it's going to be one giant cohesive story. It's going to be 50 years after the end of the show, well, it's going to be a little darker than previously shown, but they're going to try and keep the same humor level. So I really hope they could pull off that balance. The voice actors are kind of unconfirmed right now. Um, Jack, of course, he was Phil Amar, who is very famous for Cartoon Network stuff. I mean, he was Jon Stewart uh, with Justice League Hermes and Futurama. Um, but the problem is that Aku was Mako, who his, his big role that most everybody knows him from is General Iroh from Avatar. And, unfortunately, he died in 2006. I don't even remember him dying. They yeah. they did a handoff in that uh, episode where everybody was kind of having their own little stories. That was his last work for the show, and they had a small salute to him at the end of it. That it is had a, very, very sad. It had one of the most beautiful songs uh, ever in, like, the end of that episode, uh, right. Soldier Boy. That Was that the one where he comes across a thief and yeah. then... okay, and the stance yeah. thing. That's really sad. I didn't even know that, that that was... That's almost poetic. Yeah. And then, uh... But you know what they might be able to do? What if they brought in the voice actor who took over for Uncle Iroh in? That is possible. Uh, Greg Baldwin. He took over uh, in Avatar. He played ten episodes in there and then four episodes in Korra. I don't know if it was just me. I could not really tell the difference in Avatar, but you could royally tell the difference in Korra. Yes. So I thought they recast the person in between there. No, so. it, it, I think it was the same uh, actor who played Iroh in Korra as did the second half of Avatar, I'm, I believe so. Right, that is correct. That was Greg yes. Baldwin, so hopefully this will be good. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Zumbagaga Digbad Ugdeagada Skylanders Academy. See, you just have to say words and eventually just flow right through. So, Skylanders Academy, it's going to be a Netflix series. Now, I say that like that. 
because personally, I hold a deep disdain for Skylanders because they're holding the IP of one of my favorite childhood video game characters hostage. Uh, but giving it the benefit of the Spyro? doubt. Yeah, Spyro. Mm. I absolutely love Spyro, and until they let go of him with their midi hands, he can never have his own game anymore. Anyway, uh, so, uh, Eric Rogers is the showrunner. He was the writer for Futurama. It's going to have 13 episodes in 2016, 13 episodes in late 2017, and the release date is fall of 2016. I'm angry, but nope, uh, we're fine. Okay, so, moving on from there. Yes, considering Dave would likely start, try to start a fire right now. Yes. Okay, uh, NASA did start a fire in space, <laughs> which is not something you usually hear. Yes. Um, they wanted to test out what would happen to the oxygen levels, you know, to the manufacturing of the location, and so they started out with the first of three experiments. This one, you know, made a nice big fire. It was a success. They're going to be doing two more per fairly soon, and they haven't really said much about what they're hoping to accomplish about this, other than the fact that fire in space is scary. <laughs> I mean, that, that is what they tried to accomplish. They haven't said it because that's it. They want to be able to say, we started a fire in space! Like, who doesn't want to say that? Fire in space, that's just cool. Okay, everyone on three. One, two, three. Fire, fire in, in space! space! <laughs> Speaking of extreme fire, Overwatch. See, you see how these go? I got this. Anyway, Blizzard, Overwatch, Jeff Kaplan, the game director, in an interview, talked about the new things that are going to be ported over, or not ported over, sorry, uh, put in the next patch for Overwatch, such as competitive play, which I have been waiting for a long time for, because I really want to be able to show my skills at poning noobs. They uh, did have a beta uh, version of that, didn't they? Of, of Overwatch? No, um, they had competitive play in a... A very, very late beta of Overwatch, no. I thought. The latest beta was just an open beta. It didn't, okay. it didn't feature any competitive play. Uh, the, or in addition to competitive play, though, there's going to be some new heroes, uh, new maps. One is just, like, pretty finished. It's just being artified, which means it's being made, like, shiny and new and ready to go in, like, the Blizzard packaged goodness. Uh, That's what you need to do, people. If you want something to be good... You need to artificate it. Artificate it. <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> Trademark, TM. Uh, but, yeah, so there's that. Moving on from there. Uh, next, we have Pokemon Go. It is going to be coming out, hopefully, very soon. Uh, it's been taking forever to come out. But uh, <laughs> for $35, you can get a Pokemon Go Plus wearable. Uh, it is an accessory for the smartphone game that is pretty steep in price, mass matching the cost of a new 3DS title. For diehard players, however, the Pokemon Go Plus wearable might be worth it. It is the only way to play the game without pulling out your smartphone. Using it sounds pretty easy. If the wear wearable is blinking blue, there's a Pokemon near you. Players can press the button to try and catch it, and a rainbow light pattern means success at catching it, while a blinking red light denotes failure. Ooh. Which is kind of odd, because I always thought the red light, the, the blinking light, meant that it was in the process of being caught, and then when that faded, it was caught. Yeah, but rainbows are prettier. Boom. Aww. Boom. There you go. 
Um, so anyway, this thing is simple, effective, casual, TM, and expensive. Not TM. So the question still is, who is this for? Uh, it's for people with way too much money on their hands. No, it's for uh, kids who um, buy a bunch of Pokemon merchandising and yeah, it's for kids with parents who also I... have too much money on their hands. <sighs> Call me what you want to say, but I am gonna get the free uh, the free app. I am gonna try out the app just for the fun. I of mean, it. it's, if it's a free app, yeah, go ahead. I'm not gonna spend thirty five dollars for a wristwatch that doesn't even that exactly... blinks rainbow <laughs> or red. Right. Just for gameplay. Speaking we, of, sp- we would like to uh, thank oh. Engadget for their coverage on this particular unit. Speaking of things that are going to suck all of your money away, no. PayPal <laughs> PayPal is going to be starting their Steam Summer Sale. Or, sorry, PayPal says Steam is going to be starting its Summer Sale Thursday, June 23rd. My that, wallet already hurts. That will be the day that your wallet died. Uh, in addition, Microsoft claims that they'll be returning to Steam in addition to the Windows Store because uh, they've realized that putting their games on Steam means that people will actually see and buy them, and yeah. or buy them. What a concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, the head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, said in an interview with a Giant Bomb, I look at Steam today. It's on an incredible growth trajectory. It's a massive force in gaming, a positive force. I think it will be bigger a year from now than it is today. Yes, that is how, uh, that is how companies work. Uh, and five years later, it will stand to be bigger again, he said. <laughs> Again, still how companies work. I look at Valve as an important independent software vendor. For us on Windows... Trademark. Trademark. <laughs> they are a critical part of gaming success on Windows, trademark. <laughs> I don't think Valve's hurt by not having our first-party games in their store right now. They're doing incredible well. We will ship games on Steam again. Huzzah! Huzzah! For the record, David didn't mess that up. It was actually written, they're doing incredible well. They are doing incredible well. I read what is on the card. <laughs> and there was much rejoicing. And then there was much rejoicing, TM. But there was no happiness when it came to Mighty Number no. 9. Oh? So, the this just finally launched in the past couple of days. And for anybody that's not familiar with it, this was a Mega Man-style game from the series creator Keiji Inafune. And when this Kickstarter came out, it was amazingly well-backed. I mean, the art assets they were showing were great. Nobody had had a really good game like this since, uh, I think it was Mega Man X3 was the last true one, and then they moved over to the 32-bit uh, sprites and tried to make everything all shiny, and then everything's gone weird from there. But Mega Man at its core is a 2D side-scrolling platformer, and that's what they did. As a result, they were fully funded in two days. <laughs> I mean, and at the end of it, they had $4 million raised. Unfortunately, since that happened, it has been a development limbo, delay after delay. Every time a release date's come around, it's been pushed back again. And until finally, uh, June 21st, which was yesterday, as the time of recording here, uh, they finally released for PC, PS3, PS4, Wii U, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. I think there's a couple more coming out in a few days as well. But there are so many bugs on this. Uh, people that backed it, that got their codes, were not for the right systems. Uh, there's just major issues going on with it. The Even the developers that were trying to do uh, damage control on this, they were just saying, it's out there. It, 
that's a good thing, right? <laughs> so, but, I mean, honestly, I am going to buy this. You know, like it or not, it it has been... It's been something I've been looking forward to for years. And I hope that it is somewhat good because... The, some One of the things that people were complaining about, the dash feature was a core element of Mega Man X, which is when I really got into the series. And I remember some friends of mine, they were going on and on about speedruns they were doing in X1, X2, X3, the Super Nintendo versions, trying to see how fast they could get through there. And it was really good. But something I'm not so sure about, though, Andrew, you were talking about this? Yeah, so Mario and Sonic at the Rio 2016 Olympic Games. Once again, not putting them up against an actual foe and having them go on an adventure together like, you know, smart people. They're instead having them play Olympic Games together. Okay, so the Sonic 25th anniversary just happened. Okay. They have been doing all kinds of special things lately. They just had the new Humble Bundle that came out, which has, uh, I think, Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic Generations, uh, a ton of other games on there as well. And unfortunately, that's PC only, in case you guys were looking forward to things on 3DS and other ones. But the side effect of that being going on, and everybody's kind of looking at Sonic again, is Mario and Sonic at the Rio games. And given the fact that the Olympics this year might not even happen... And there's been so much bad news coming out. I mean, Russia just got banned from attending the Olympics. Oh, what's that all about? Uh, they got caught giving their people performance-enhancing substances. Oh, good, good. Um, there's been tons of environmental issues with there. I mean, just elements that have been floating in the water around there. It's, it's really, really bad. Uh, and again, there's been talk of just canceling them all together but assuming that the games are still going to stay on <laughs> uh they are releasing again mario sonic at the rio 2016 olympic games will be out june 24th this week for the wii u and the 3ds version has been out since march 18th uh the olympics opening ceremony will be august 5th if it happens thank you so much for watching this podcast you really i mean it means a lot to us that you're willing to sit here and listen to us talk about movies, and I, I hope you were uh, able to get something out of this. And also, if you guys want to get your questions on this show, please uh, contact us on Twitter uh, at Blue Band Films, and we will answer your questions on uh, upcoming shows. Everyone, have a wonderful day, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Trademark, trademark, trademark. <laughs> Blue Band Films, trademarked.